0: Today Mehei. We will begin on that Mem the days. three lines from the bottom. It says the Gemara: Amar Abba Everybody's agreeable. Bevid Beavikachavim Habar Bas Yisrael and Evid or a Beavikachavim that have relations with a Jewish woman, that the Vlad is a Mamzer. That the child that's born from that relationship is a Mamzer. Says the Gemara when the Right. When the, when the Gemara began with the statement, hakum everybody's in agreement. Ask the Gemara, who are we referring to? Man hakum who are we referring to to say that they will agree that such a child is a mamzer? Says the Gemara, who we're referring to here is to Shimonat Tamani. Even though Shimonat Tamani, as we learned in our previous year, quite extensively, even though Shimon Tumani in our previous Shia shi- shi- said that, mamze that a mamzer M that Mamzer is only created from Chai Vikrisis, from chani, from a a Mamzer is not created. Says the Gemara, Hani mili, which type of Chai Vilavan does Shimon Tamani mean to say that from such an individual a mamzer is not created? From such a chai ma- chaivilavan that is an individual that is the Tafsi by Kedushin, that is capable of making a Kedushin. That means a, a Jew is an individual who can, ha- can make Kedushin. He's, a, he, he's Jewish. Avil Here we're referring to an or an Eved, who are not able to have Kedushin. It says the Gemara, Shimon Atamani will agree that Hacha... That we're talking about, Avukachavim Evid, even the light aspect of since there are individuals with which whom kedushin is not effective, the halacha will be shimona tamani will treat them kechay v'krisus and just like we've been learning that a kechay is not is not it makes a mamzer, they'll agree here too. There are many different sources in the Rishonim how we know that by Avukachav Evid there is no kedushin. Rashi says, because the Posick says, that they're compared as far as these halachas are concerned to a chamar. And certainly a chamar is not capable of making kedushin. So too, these individuals are not capable of making a kedushin. Another explanation is the pasuk says that, to teach us Baal, the concept of a woman having relations applies by the Akama's as well. However, the concept of marriage, as we understand marriage, doesn't apply by the other Another pshat, the pasuk says regarding an eshes ish, re'ehu, that when is a woman considered married and that she's considered eshes re'ehu, that is only in a situation where the, where the other, where the husband of this woman is Re'ehu, is a Jewish man. But if the man is not a Jewish man, so then his marriage with his wife is not, as far as the halacha concerned, considered a caducian. And since according to the halacha, it's not considered an act that's why it's not considered ashis But this clearly teaches us that there is no Kedushin by an oivik chavim and an akum. Meisveh asked the Gemara, it says in the B'raisa, only if there's an ESA-ERVA involved in that relationship, for which the punishment will be on the Shkaris. So how are we saying that everybody agrees that the child of the and Akum is a M'amzer? Elam Rabbi Yosef, we see here that if you hold that in the rest of the Torah, a mamz is only produced from chai v'laven, here too is that the halacha. Elam Rabbi Yosef, because of this question, says Rabbi Yosef, man haka who is meant by, by haka moidim? Rebbe. We're speaking about Rebbe. That Afgav the Amar, Rebbe Omar, even though as we're going to learn, the Rebbe holds that halacha is, ein bia'ache chalitza. And that the is that if somebody, if two yuvamis, two widows fall to a brother, and Khalitsa was done with one of them, and then he had relations with the second one, that the second one doesn't require a get, because she never became his, wa- his wife. Ainat varmalalu <laughs> amurim. Commented Rebbe, who would hold that way? el divar It only, follows the opinion of Rebbe Kiva, that he treated a Chalutza like an erva, And just like Rebbe Kiva holds, as we've been learning, that every erva, according to Rebbe Kiva, there is no Tfis' Kedushin, this woman is in the same category. However, the Lele Svirle, Rebbe doesn't agree with Rebbe Kiva. Rebbe holds, like the Chachamim, that even though, of course, if there was chalitza done in that family, the aloha is you should not do yibim with anyone in that family. But Rebbe doesn't agree that she's treated like an erva. But says the Gemara, the Gemara is suggesting that by by there he will agree that the child is a mamzer. Says the Gemara, why would I say that Rebbe in this situation agrees? For says the Gemara, the of Dimi. Omer of Yitzchak barav Dimi, Mishrem Rabbeinu, Oy v'k'cham Yisrael, the halochah is havlad mamzer, the child is a mamzer. Says the Gemara, Reb Acha sar habira Reb Acha, the sar habira Reb Acha, the sar of Ako, v'ratach breid revchie ish kfar Ako, parok hanish v'yasay, the Louise women who were in captivity by the Akum. They came from the city of Aram in a chada. there was one of these women, the Abra Ma'avikhavim, that she became pregnant from Ma'avikhavim, Kame the Ravami, and the Amroim came to ask Ami what will be the status of this child whose mother is Jewish, but his father is an Akum. Amulahu Rabyak Mablaz Ruchanina the Amri, Avikhav Ever Ababa, Havlad Namzer. So says the Gemara. This is a raya that everybody agrees that. Yisrael, mamza. Rabbi Yosef. So Rabbi Yosef, hearing this, says Revusa Gambri is the way we answer a question by just listing names. We have Rav and who lived in Bovel and we have Ravishuva Levi Bakapara that live in Etsiroal. And some say. Take out ba'kappara va'ayli ziknei darim and replace the ba'kappara with the ziknei darim, d'ami that they all say oiv kachav v'ever labar bas yisroel havlat kosher. So we don't have yet a raya that everybody agrees that oiv kachav v'ever labar bas yisroel havlat mamzer. Ela amr Reb Yosef, the way to decide this question is not by listing names. And showing that there's so many people that hold this way. The way to say, Rabbi he, the way to establish that it is the opinion of Rebbe that the child that's born from Ayvakacham of Evadababas Yisrael is a Mamzer, because the Kasra of Dimi Amr of Yitzchak Barav Dimi, Barav Dumi, Rabbeinu Amru, Rebbe said to us, the Ayvakacham of Evadababas Yisrael, Havlad Mamzer. Hashu Oimer, Hashu Malevi Oimer, however, says the Gemara, that the Vlad, the child that's born from the Eved of the Avikah is sort of, Mekulku means sort of damaged. Ask the Gemara Laman, exactly what does that mean? Ilema Lekahol, if it means that he's like a mamzer and he can't enter Kali Yisrael, like you can't marry a mamzer, says the Gemara, that can't be what is meant. Because her bishu, we learned earlier that Rabbi Shuban Levi taught us that the vlad of such a union is kosher. Says the Gemara, what it meant was lekahuna, meaning the kulam, the machshri. Even those opinions that hold that this child can be is not a mamzer, they will agreed shavlat Pogam that the child born of this marriage is Pogam Le kahuna. So Rashi explains, what does this mean? Pogum le kahuna. Rashi devarimaskus not pogum, that the female children that were born of over the ever cannot marry a kain. And if a kain were to marry such a girl, the kain becomes a halo, and he can no longer serve in the base of mikdash, nor can he eat truma. But as far if they have male children, so certainly they're not going to be kohanim, because when we speak about somebody being identified as a kohen, we look at the father. Here the father is a non-Jew, so obviously the ch- sons are not kohanim anyway. Rashi goes on to say that maybe what's meant when we say Pagama kahuna is to teach us that the son born from is not allowed to marry a Kehenis, a Kain's daughter because Rashi says that a Kain's daughter doesn't have any specific Kedusha and doesn't have any more Kedusha than a typical Bas Yisrael and any individual that can, any individual that a Bas Yisrael can marry the daughter of a Kain can marry as well and therefore Rashi says that Pogam, as we learn in our Gemara means Pogam le Kuhuna, means the daughter would not be allowed to marry a Kayim. The Rambam, however, says that the concept that we're learning now about Pogam Kuhuna is not only relevant to the female children, it's relevant to the male children as well. The Rambam holds that although the children don't have any Kahuna, as we just said, the children are the sons of Akam, the Kuchavim, Akava Evid, so there's certainly not Kohanim. What the Gemara means to say here is that the girls that will be born to these males will also be disqualified for marrying a Kohen. So when the Gemara says that the son of a non Jewish father and a Jewish mother, Pagma Kohuna, means that they carry it on to their granddaughters and that their granddaughters even wouldn't be able to marry a Kohen. Says the Gemara, how do we know? That the child born, how do we know that the child born from, that the child is Pogamakuna? Says the Gemara, we learn it from a Kavach from our mana. That when we speak at the Kain Gadol, not being allowed to marry in our mother. It's a unique rule that only applies to Kahanim Gedalim. The Lacha is, that the child born from a kind girl of marrying an amana, but not Pagum. He's a khalo, and his daughter is a khalo, is not allowed to marry, uh, uh, has that issue. She's so certainly in our case, she's Surashabakal. No one's allowed to marry and i No one's allowed to marry an ever that the Alak is, and it didn't should be not Pogum. Says the Gemara, that can't be a compelling raya. Because Malah Godel, when we speak about a marrying a Kain Godel, she can he atzma She herself becomes a halalah as the pasuk says about her. But that would not, and halacha would be that if the Kain Godel married an Amana and then the Kain Godel dies, the halacha is she's not a grusha. She's still an Amona, and normally a Kain Hedit is allowed to marry an Amona. This woman will not be allowed to marry, eat a kayan hedget. But uh, furthermore, if she were a bas kayan, she may never eat truma again. Whereas, if an evad or evad kechavim, bas Yisrael, we don't have any r- record that she herself becomes a Khalolo, Says the Gemara. Wrong. ha Indeed, in this case as well, but evad kechavim, evad ha-ba bas Yisrael, kivan, Once she had relations with Evid or the Akum, Psula, she becomes disqualified for the Kahuna, for explains the Gemara. Val all these people make her disqualified from even ever being able to eat Truma. That means if their husbands die, and they don't have any children. Normally, if the daughter of a kayin's husband dies, and there are no children, she, uh, she could go back to her father's home, so to speak, to be able to eat truma. These women don't have that right. Sinema, because says the Gemara, of the Pasuk says, says the Gemara, where is that locha, as we just stated, that after a husband dies, should she go back. She could go back to her father's home. If she was married to a person, that there's a concept of Amon and Gerishin that they were considered married. However, if she was even married or had relations with Amon that there is no marriage with them. As we said at the beginning of our sheer, there is no kadushin with such individuals. There's no ammonic with such a woman, and therefore she doesn't get the right to eat much, she gets disqualified. Amalay Abayus, says, My husband why are you relying on what Rav Dimi said? The Rebbe will agree that Mamzer, Why don't you rely on what Raven taught us? The Amr, Reb Reb they all agree that, that the child born from such a marriage is a fully Kosher Jew, or Man Reb And whenever we speak about Reb Yudha we obviously mean Rebbe. So the question is that the halach is that such a child is perfectly fine. And as the Ritva explains, but the Gemara means to say, Latera means that he's perfectly fine. Because as we're going to learn in the Gemara, we see there were episodes that such a child was treated as a full-fledged Jew. So the question is, yes, they hold that the child born from such a marriage is perfectly fine. But the question is, we've been learning for the last piece of Gemara that there is a Kavachaym. From Almano. So, what happens with the child? What, what do we do with that Kav So So, verse says we can't compare a child born from a Jewish father and a Jewish mother in a marriage that should have not have taken place between a Almano and versus where one of the parents is not Jewish. Because if one of the parents as an Al Gemara, the father's not Jewish, Dallocha doesn't recognize his existence. And since Dalocha in this marriage doesn't recognize his existence, Daloka will be that such the al-Ocha will be that such a child could be indeed considered a completely kosher child with no other consideration. Says the Gemara. Vaf Rav Miraba and so too was it the opinion of Rav that the child born, he said that the child is completely kosher and he's not a Mamzer. Says the Gemara DaHu, there was such an individual. Came Rav came to Rav with a question, and he asked him, Mahu, what is his status, Amalei, kosher. That the status of this child is that he's perfectly fine. Omele, um, so this individual said to Rav, if you consider me so perfectly fine, Kavli Bartech, da- let me marry your daughter. So Rav said to him, No, that I'm not agreeable to. simi Rav, Emri Inchi, people say, Gamle be that if you have a camel in Mudai, that you find dancing, a kabarakta, you find dancing on top of a jug, ha-kaba, here we have the pitcher, ha-gamla, here we have the donkey, v'ha-mada, her and here we have madai rakta. So he's saying the same over here. You're telling us that he's fine, but you're not willing to let your daughter marry him. And the Mepharshim explain I saw the Ben Yayada explains why is he, why does he bring this concept of this example of Hagamla Hamadai Vlairakta? Because every individual, what we know when the Torah speaks about the kosher animals, the gomo is the, is the animal that has split hooves, but it doesn't chew its cud. So it has one simon of Tahara and has one simon of Tumma. Says the Gemara, the same Rav felt about this individual. He has indeed one Jewish parent, but his other parent is non-Jewish. Amalai, If that child would have been as great as Yeshua Benun, I still would not marry off my daughter to him. And I saw there a coin in the Tzitk Tzadik Explains. A very sharp fart. He says only because he was like Yeshu Yeshubanun Yeshu Nun was the great leader of Klai Yisrael. But he isn't on the level of Moshe Rabbeinu. Rav was agreeing that if this person, who I am now saying as we're learning, did not have had this blemished Yichas, but if he was as great of a Talmud Chachem as Yeshu Nun as Moshe Rabbeinu, then i would not then i would agree to give him to my daughter it's because he isn't on that level yet that he's at the level of mush of Nun, but he's not in the level of mush rabenu that's why i'm not prepared to make the marriage Amle. so rav simcha said to rav if he was as great as as Nun, he wouldn't have a problem getting married cuz imar loyavlei If you're not prepared to have your daughter marry him, maybe there won't be others, anybody would take him. The fact is that he obviously isn't on that level, and he's having a hard time getting married. And this individual did not leave Rav alone. He was insisting that Rav should let him marry his daughter. And since he wasn't leaving Rav alone, says the Gemara, Rav Gave him a look. shad is he the Menasheimayim? They were concerned that he was troubling Rav the Shachiv, and he passed away. V'af Rav and so too was it the opinion of Rav Masnam, that I be kacham for Evan Abba Bas Yisrael have la teru de vladis Kosha, Rav Yehuda The koshim la al Yehuda when there was such an individual came to Rav Yehuda. Amalei Rav Yehuda said to him Zil Atmer go to a place where no one recognizes you zil etmer go to a place where no one recognizes you inna minach. if you'll have a girl whose parents are the same jewish mother non jewish father good but but and people won't know and therefore you'll be able to get married khaskal came to rav when he came to such a ra- person to rav um, like, ugly, go to where nobody recognizes you and you'll be able to marry a, a regular Jewish girl or if you insist on remaining here you're going to end up only being able to marry someone who's Basminach. so as Tysus the Gemara is saying that he gave him advice go go away from here where people don't know you and since the people won't know you they're going to allow you to ma- you'll be able to have a, a match with a regular Jewish girl. But the Gemara Masechtik Subas asked Taisus Mal and We always check everybody's yichas. So Taisus says that the only time we're so concerned about checking the yichas, that is only for the ability to allow someone to do the avodah in the Beis the kayan to do the avoid in Beis amigdash. Under other circumstances, we are not as particular. Another teretz. Tyson suggests that that halacha only follows the opinion of Rameya. But the chum hold, call our and we don't have to do that type of thorough checking. And if somebody represents himself as Jewish, the halacha is, we could accept, we could accept that position. Of course, the Ben Yoyada asked the question, here we find that because this individual persisted on Rav being able to marry his, that he should be able to marry Rav's daughter and he didn't want to let go, he ultimately passed away. So why did he deserve this? So the Ben Yada says that Rav, Rav didn't want that his daughter, the daughter of the Galadar, should on the uh, marry such a person. What was the purpose that this individual was so anxious to marry Rav's daughter? So of course, he certainly wanted to marry into the family of Rav, but he also wanted to use it as an opportunity that everybody should see that he, that the child of Avikacham v'Eved Abba Bas is perfectly fit. Rav, and therefore he said, if Rav will take such a person as a son-in-law, that will be a way for everyone to know that that is Dalochem. What did Rav, however, mean to do? What Rav meant to do was Rav didn't want that shidduch. So if he'll die, and everybody will know the whole story that happened because of his death, the same purpose will have been fulfilled that everybody will know that Rav held that such an individual is mutter, Yisrael is mutter. The Sefer of Cheshuk has a series of questions here that are all relevant around what we just learned in our Gemara. He says there was a girl who got pregnant from a non-Jew. And, of course, her first reaction was maybe to abort the child, which, of course, we know is completely not permitted. So what they told her was that she should go to a different country, have the child there, and then, come home, and nobody will have ever known what happened. But the issue was that she will go to this other country, she, people won't know who she is, who her child was. So she insisted that the Rabbonin of, the, of her country should write a letter that she, that this child is a per, perfectly filed child. But the truth is that we're learning in our gemara that that child maybe shouldn't marry a Kayan. And if that child is not allowed to marry a Kayan, if the letter will say that the child is not allowed to marry a koyin, then she's saying that questions his yichas. So the question is, what should be done? So the Chesuke Shemid quotes Chesam Soifer. The Chesam Soifer, and the truth is Chesam Soifer, Eben Ezer, Chael, Beis, Simen, Chof, hey. speaks about a, sim, 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 a type of situation where there was a Jewish woman who got pregnant from an Akum, and the concern was that if we won't send this woman away, then she'll have the baby. The Akum may claim that child to be his child, and because he'll claim that child to be his child, he'll end up being raised as a non-Jew. The question that was asked is, are we allowed to send this woman away? Even though it may cause all sorts of different types of situations where she may get married before she's allowed to get married, etc, so some cipher says that even though we may end up with certain level of repercussions with this child doing some marrying somebody's not allowed to marry, this woman may be marrying somebody who's not allowed to marry, still, even so, it's permitted to do so because. He, we want to save this girl from a small, from a bigger. Sir, we want to save this child from being raised as a non-Jew. And for me, and he goes into a discussion what how we have to sometimes weigh something against the different repercussions, the different consequences of what we do. It's particularly he, here, the some Cypher says. It's easier than in other situations. The reason we have to the reason it's easier than in other situations, explains the sam cypher, because here we're not actively doing an Aveira. And and therefore it's easier. In fact, a very interesting question. There was a couple who came from Russia, discusses the Kheshuki Hemed, and they were a, a perfectly fine, beautiful family, religious family. But the truth is that the woman, her father was a Jew, mother was a non-Jew, and she was Megayer. she converted before she got married to her husband. And the question is, are we obligated to notify, they had a daughter, Baruch Hashem, are we obligated to notify anybody who comes with a Shidduch, that we're obligated to notify the boy's family that this girl's mother is a Giyaris. So, even though there are people who are maybe concerned about marrying a geyaris. Still, says the Chshuki Chemed, that we don't have to notify it, and he bases it on a vert from the Stipler and our sugya, because he says that the concept if mekhtos is when some when there's a def, when there's a, a defect in the situation to the degree. That no one would, if they recognize this defect, would agree to remain with what they bought with this defect. If you buy something and it turns out to be defective, and you the seller knew that what you were selling is defective, then it's considered a mecha then it's considered a mech toss, and the halacha is that you have to then the and the halacha is that a mech toss goes back, the sale is voided. But says the stipler. If somebody married such a girl, maybe if he was aware that her mother was a geyirus, he might not have done the shidduch. But since he might not have done he might not have done the shidduch, but maybe, but maybe certainly after he's married and he sees what a wonderful girl this is, he would remain married to her. So that doesn't make it into mekhetos. And In any situation. Where by not by it wouldn't automatically become a chetos me- if if of course questions are asked or the questions must be answered honestly but if questions are not asked then there is no need to no ways to divulge information he goes on the chesukichem discussing a similar shaila not a yichus shaila the question is that there was a boy who married a girl. And this girl was it turned out had a heart condition, had a pacemaker placed on her on her heart that they never disclosed to the boy. After the boy married her, he discovered that this was the girl's status, and he said, "I would have never married a girl that has a heart disease." So the question is, what are his rights under those situations? So says the. So says the Cheshuke Chemed, again, based on the Stipler. It's not necessarily the case that any, that any boy who would marry such a girl would automatically be interested in getting divorced. He might not be happy that he was, sort of speak, fooled, but he's not necessarily going to demand a divorce. So the halacha, the Stipler, the Cheshuke Chemed, again, because based on the Stipler, is that he has a right to demand a divorce. He doesn't necessarily have to pay the ksuba that, is entitled, that a woman is entitled to when they get divorced because she deceived him. But they can't just say mekakhtas and dissolve the marriage without a divorce. A divorce, a get, will be necessary. Says the Gemara, be-michsi The people from me sent rabbi the following Shaila. Misha ben We have an individual who's half regular Jew and half ben chayrim. Habal b'as and has relations with a b'as yisrael. Mahu. What will be the status of the child? Amu. the rabbi said. We've been learning our shir that ever cool up that if you have a full-fledged Evid that has relations with Abbas Yisrael, we've been saying, Amrini and Kasher, that the child is Kasher, Chetzia Bibaya, so certainly somebody who's a Chetzia Evid is not any worse than somebody who's a Kulei i Amrav Rav so Rav Yasef said, Maru the Shmatza, the one that said that, that Evo Bas Yisrael, Vlad Kasher, Manu, who was the one that said that? It was Rabbi Yehuda. And, says, and he says, Baru Yehuda, Rebbe Huda clearly taught us that Misha Chatzie Ever Vachachie Ben Chayrim, Habab Bas Yisrael, the Alocha is Eloy Te Kona. That that child is considered a Mamzer. So we see that even though maybe the child is not a Mamzer, here we're more Machmer. Says the Gemara, that is not a compelling raya. Because Kiyat mit Rebbe Huda, when did Rebbe Huda say his Alocha? going to Kaddish. Bas Yisrael, where he tried to make Kedushin with her. And that Kedushin is not a valid Kedushin, because he's not completely a Ben Chayrin. And that, and therefore, what we have here is Nimtzat Sad he's 50% Evid, Mishtham Spashashash. So she is considered an because the part of this individual who's half and half is 50% of Ben Yisrael so since he's 50% of Ben Chayrim he has the ability to make a, a valid Kedushin since he has the ability to make a valid Kedushin the woman becomes an Eshashish but the other part of this individual is an evid. and the alochi is of an ish, ish, has a relationship with an evid. It's not like a basi Yisroel who's not married has a relationship with an evid. It's, a, it's an eshes ish who has a relationship with an evid. An eshes ish, ish who has a relationship with an evid is going, the child will be a mamzer. Says the Gemara that 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 isn't necessarily true. And the one who says that the child born from such a relationship is It doesn't mean that he made kedushin with her. He will hold paisla filipvenuya even if there was no kedushin. And the one that says that the child is fine will say so even in the case that we just described, where there was an Sish where there was kedushin done by this individual who's chatzir evet chatzir ben chayrim with a yisrael. And says the gemara v'shneim both the opinion that holds that the child is kosher. And then this, and also the child, the opinion that holds that the child is a mamzer el The din of mamzer in the Torah is taught by the parish of Eishes The Torah says la ish as a person is not going to marry the wife of his father. And next to that, the Torah says lo mamzer bekal Hashem. And the Gemara we're going to have on the FMM, and Aleph teaches us that why did these, why did the title put these two halakhas next to them, next to each other, to teach us that if somebody had relations with Ashes of Is, obvious, the child is a mamzer. So we see that anything that is similar to that case, that case becomes the prototype on how mamzerim are created. Manda Puzzle, the one that says that the, the the child born from Everkhanva Ever Babasisra Sovr. Ma isha Sav the Lai Tafsi Kadushan of La From there we learn that if there's no kadushin, the child will be a mamzer. ko, the laitafsiba kadushan of La Mamzer. Whenever there's no kadushin, the various cases that we've discussed in today's shear, the child is a mamzer. This marriage is not a marriage. You can't marry Aisha Sav. Lachwini but in, uh, this woman is a candidate for marriage to other men. Tavsibah Kedushchev. the therefore, there's no kedushin by them, and therefore, they're not simultaneous Av, and therefore, we won't necessarily say they follow the model of Eishas Av, and that's why, over the child is not a mamzim. Says the Gemal, Kiyatma the Rebbe Huda. when the Rebbe Yehuda say, that a child is, ain't like the county, is a mamzer. It's talking about Kigar Shabal, aishas ish. In a case where the chetzi ever chetzi ben chayrim had relations with aishas ish, not that he married the woman. If he married the woman, it wouldn't necessarily be a problem. He had relations with an aishas because in such a situation, nitzat chayr Shabal, he is still fifty percent of ben yisroel, and that ben yisroel is having a relationship. With an H-Sish. and of course the Allah is that one has a relationship with Aisha the child will be a Mamzer. Amaly Amravina Amalei, Gaza. Ikla Avin came to our country. There was a story where a single woman had relations with Evid, the Akshar, and he said that the child is fine. On the other hand, if Evid once had a relationship with Aisha Sish, Apostle. So we see. That they don't travel together, a Pnuy and a Sish don't have the same din. Am Rebshesh, but Rav Shesh says, the episode did not have a Rav Ella Rabysi Bray B Rab Rebzvidah Hava. The Aksha and he held the is that the child would not be a Mamzer because there's no the only time one could produce a Mamzer is by an individual that could have been Kadushin. but in a case where we're dealing with somebody where there could have never been any Kadushin, there is no mamzer, says the Gemara. Amalei of Acheberei the Rabba Leravina Ikla Mema Lau Asrin. came to our city. The Aksher, he said that an Evid who had a relation with yeah. Abbas Yisrael makes no difference if she's a Pnuyo Ish. The child is not a mamzer. And that is indeed the halacha, says the Gemara. And it makes no difference if the mothers a Pnuyo and Says the Gemara. Mari Barachel is a person who throughout Shas is identified as an individual whose mother, Rachel, was in captivity. His mother was in captivity and she became pregnant from Mari. She became pregnant from Isser. And he at, that means at the time of conception, he was not Jewish, but then he was Megayer, And he went, um, um, man, yib, person above all. he made him to be one of the gaboyim, one of the leaders in, of, in the community. We learn from here, any position of authority that you give Al el should only be an individual who is a born Jew. Says the Mar In this case, Kivan the imam Yisrael, since his mother was a Jewish woman, he is enough to be considered mikarav achecha karinabe. He's an individual to that is able to be. He's considered a full fledged Jew, and the reason why such only such an why only a full fledged Jew has is allowed to be appointed, explained the Mepharshim, explains the Shlaw to such a per, to such a position, because a person who's in a position of authority, in Kalei has to be a person of a high level, of Yerushmaim, of Tahara, and therefore we look at his Yichas. There's an interesting discussion, in the Shal Tshuva's Igris Moshe, Yerdei Achelig Dalad Simen Chavav, if you're allowed to appoint, a Ger, to be, a magachir. Is that considered a position of authority that, as we just learned in the Gomorrah, that we're not allowed to appoint them? So he says that this is not considered a, necessarily a position of authority. He says a position of authority is somebody who has full authority over the people he works with, over the people he comes in contact with. But somebody that is just a magachir And Ramosha says, even if it involves that he has the ability to expel Talmidim, that is not necessarily considered a real position of authority. And therefore, since it's not considered a full-fledged position of authority, says Ramosha, he can be appointed to such a position. Ramosha goes on to have a discussion, another tshuva in the Masha, Yeridei HaKelik Beis, Simen Memdalid, if being appointed as a for kashris, is considered a position of authority. Because if it's considered a position of authority, the question will be, can a woman be appointed to be a mashgiach? And Ramosh takes a lenient approach. He took a woman who was non-Jewish and took her to the mikveh, even though she went to the mikveh to be, because she was a nidav, she became, we also had a, became, the question was, was that enough to make her Jewish? Because we know that you only can become Jewish, male or female, by going to the mikveh. I could say that she is considered a full fledged Jew. Because since she went to the mikveh as a nida, non Jews don't go to the mikveh when they're nida. So it's obvious that she's considering herself a Jew. And that's enough to make her into a Jew. Or a Barta, and I could say her daughter is considered a full fledged Jew. Because once her mother is a Jew, that, then that's enough to make her Jewish. Says the Gemarket Ravasi, Don Ravasi, Mila Tevlev of Nasab, that didn't she go to the mikveh for being a Nida? And going to the mikveh as a Nida is enough to make her be considered a Jew. And the Barta, and the reason I said that her daughter is considered a full fledged Jew. Because as we're learning in our Shir, says the Baramaisa, there was an individual that they called him the son of a non Jewish woman. Because they said that his mother never went to the mikveh. Omar of Avsi so said, Why are we declaring him a non Jew? Did his mother not go to the mikvah? And once his mother went to the mikvah, she's considered a full-fledged Jew, and a child will be a Jew. Who would have a There was an individual that they used to say his father is not Jewish, and his mother is Jewish. On Rabbi Shuban Levi, Milo Tavla didn't he ever go to the mikvah when he had an emission of sperm? And when such an individual goes to the mikvah, And since he goes to the mikveh, he's considered, even though he didn't go to the mikveh for the purpose of becoming a ger, but since the aloha is that you go to the that only Jews go to the mikveh in such a situation, that's a proof that he's going to the mikveh because he's considering himself a Jew, and therefore he's considered a, that he had a Jewish father. The aloha here is how, from here we see that the proper thing to go, if some when somebody becomes a carry not only does he go to the mikveh, but there's a concept of Tisha the Gemara Masek the says, pouring him water maybe is adequate. From here we see that that's not what should be done, says the Shal Tzuchus Min Because if then, if he, all he had was Tisha when the Gemara says that didn't he go to the mikveh, who says he went to the mikveh? From here we see that going to the mikveh is enough. Also, in all these cases, we're saying that the man that we just discussed, the woman that we were discussing, went to the mikveh, but they didn't have a bezden. And the question is, how could you have a gerus without a bezdin? So the Shal Tzuva's Tejbat says that if we're convinced that these people were sincerely interested in becoming Jewish, but they were just concerned about going to the mikveh in front of a bezdin because they were concerned that they shouldn't be discovered, that they weren't going to the mikvah, maybe there's room to be lenient and consider them Jewish, even though there was no bezden for the geirists. But that's not the way we pass it. We pass it, and we'll discuss this morning, the coming shiurim, that a geirist needs a proper bezden.